Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, 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 and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. I am Hallie Sherman, your speech-language pathologist from New York who loves the color purple, talking fast, and all things low prep and fun so our students can be motivated. So today I have inspiration just from myself today. It is a solo episode. I haven't done one of these in a while, so figured, why not, right? We are now in the heart of the 2021 school year. I know some of you are back in the classroom, some are virtual, some are everything, and I figured today would be a great time to do episode all about my favorite websites for distance learning or but also can be done when you're face to face with students in the classroom because I know a lot of us don't really want to be utilizing our games and toys and having time to clean up after each session that's just not necessarily feasible so sometimes it's just a little bit easier to display a computer screen an iPad some sort of device where you can all just huddle around at a distance or display it over Zoom or Google Meet, whatever, however you are performing your therapy, I wanted to be able to provide you with some ideas that you can use, whether it is for your session itself or like a reinforcer. So the first site I wanted to share with you is toytheater.com. So Toy Theater is a great site that I like to use as a reinforcer, whether you're doing it right after every turn 
or you know, at the end of a session as a little reward. There's a lot of games and motivating activities on there. If you are using Zoom and you have the ability to do uh, giving mouse control, it's a great way to, you know, you can give your students access and they can play with you or um, have it just take a turn. There's games like a basketball shoot. There is a tic-tac-toe game. There are mazes. There's puzzle. There is just so many different things on there. You can really play around. There's like a like a fake like shoots and ladders type type game. There's like a Uno type game where you can play against the computer. A lot of those are you're playing against the computer. So I let I, I use this site often with my articulation students when it's just one on one anyway. So they can just be re- rewarded. But you can have all your students work together as a team in a virtual group session or in person, um, and they can work together against the computer to play the shoots and ladders tic tac toe shooting the baskets, uh, Uno. Um, it's a lot, It's a fun way. It's great for social skills at groups. Um, your students can work together collaboratively. They have to wait patiently for their turn. You can work on that whole conversational skills and problem solving if you want to do it with those types of clients. Or like I said, it's a great thing to do right after they take a turn answering a question or at the end of the session for five minutes, reward them with the ability to play a game. So toytheater.com, I highly recommend go checking it out. It's really super easy to use. Um, just play around and it's a lot of fun. And like I said, if you don't have the ability to give mouse control, just have your students tell you where to go. My student was like, we were playing tic-tac-toe and he was just like, right, middle, like just tell, like name the squares, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and tell them it's like, which one do you want to go to? Okay, the second website I wanted to share with you is Jeopardy Labs. Jeopardy Labs is a free site where you can make interactive Jeopardy games right on the site. They say you can, you know, if you have a subscription for like 20 bucks, then you have the ability to save the games. Guess what? You don't need it. Okay, so all you have to do is when you're done creating your Jeopardy game, all you have to do is save the link they provided to you, either like bookmark it, save favorite, place it, put it in a Google Sheet, a Google Doc, write it somewhere. And as long as you have that link, it is yours forever. And you can create them with colleagues and share the links with each other. And you can each share the work that you've done to create these Jeopardy games. I like this site because not only you can um, create the games, you could also customize it. So you don't need to have five rows, five columns. You can make it two rows, two columns. If you, you know, your students might take a little longer to answer some of these questions. Um, and I also like it because it also keeps score for you. So all you have to do is you put in for each, you know, square the question and the answer. And when you're playing the game, the computer just knows whose turn it is. So after you hit the box and, you know, your student says, it's not like you can check your answers on the game. It's not that sophisticated. But once you are done with that turn, you can give like a plus or a minus and it'll automatically add or subtract that point. So by you indicating plus or minus, you're saying whether it was right or wrong and the computer either increases the score or decreases the score and they know automatically, you know, whose turn it is. So it's a really, you know, easy to use site. It just takes a little bit of time to just like create one and come up with like what tasks you want to be on there. But you can do ones for like a, a story recall and comprehension based on a story. Maybe you were doing a e-story, like a YouTube version of a story or using storylineonline.net is another great site for finding. I did a whole other podcast on that. So I recommend, you know, you can do a whole video, show the video of a storybook and then create a Jeopardy game versus, uh, or you can do 
uh, minimal pairs, or you can articulation sounds, you can do conversation prompts, you can do anything. And that's what's so amazing about it. And really is fun. It can take up the whole session. And that's the best part. You can do it in person or, you know, over a screen. I love spending, like, I'm willing to spend time on creating something like that, that I can use in any platform, like any way I'm teaching my students. That is what I'm all about. If I'm going to spend time making something, I don't want it being only for virtual. I want to like, find ways that I can use it back in the, in the classroom, my therapy room. So, and like I said, you can do this. I've used this site often in my therapy room. We all, you know, look at my Chromebook. That's what, that's the device I have in my therapy room. And we play the game. Either each person man for themselves. I think you can do like four teams or you do, I split them up into two teams, boys versus girls, you know, team A versus team B based on where they're sitting. Um, you make the rules. It's your, it's, 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 it's your show, right? It's your classroom. I always tell them, I make the rules. You know, I know you don't want to be on the team with so-and-so, but I split them up based on, you know, abilities. Get over it, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend checking that out. JeopardyLabs.com. Like I said, you don't need an account. They prompt you to like create a password. You don't even need to remember it. You can put like one, two, three, four, and then just save the link once you are done creating it. Okay. The third site, which you've heard me talk about before, but I wanted to include it is Boom Learning. In case you are not familiar with that site, I get a lot of questions about what is it? How do I use it? How do I organize it? How do I sign it? I wanted to just, you know, quickly run through and say, there are different tiers of memberships of this site. All you need is the free account, okay? Yes, the higher tiered allows you to get school reports and things like that. But if you're doing it live with your students and not assigning it for homework, all you need is you can just display your decks on preview mode. Preview mode shows the whole deck, okay? So you don't need to assign it. You don't need to get a fast pin link. All those things are more for assigning it to people. That's more for like the classroom teacher who might be telling their students to everyone do it themselves at the exact same time. With us, we're doing it with our students. We're not necessarily giving them independent work unless you're assigning it to them when they're not with you. But I'm talking about right now, if they are with you, whether virtually or in a therapy room with you, all you got to do is so you have your Boom account. You can get free Boom decks on TPT or on Boom Learning, or you can find some you know paid ones. I have both free and paid in my teacher's pay teacher store. And all you do is open up the deck on boomlearning.com. Now, the one question I get often is, how do you get it from TBT to Boom Learning? I know for myself and probably 99.9% of the sellers that create Boom decks, when you get it on, whether free or paid, on teachers, paid teachers, it's going to come with a PDF download. So you're going to, you know, buy it or get it, click the download button, and it's going to open up a PDF. And you're going to find that on that PDF somewhere. For me, it's usually page like five where it says click here to get the download. And once you click that, it's going to automatically bring up Boom Learning and prompt you to add it to your library. And your library is where you keep all your decks. Okay? So it's usually, it's in some sort of haphazard. I know I know you can make folders. I have not organized. I am more type B in that sense. I have not organized my folders on there. But um, all my decks are in my library. And when I'm ready, I just click on it, and it just opens it up in the preview mode, which you can still use just as is, and you can use it with your students. And yes, you have to take data manually that way, but let's be real, that's how we're always doing things anyway. And it's easy to do because it's something where you can, is it right or wrong? Yes, no, plus, minus. So, you know, students can drag and drop. They can fill things in. Now, yes, if you have the ability to do mouse control, 
Like if you're on Zoom and if the, your student is on a computer, not a Chromebook, not a iPad, uh, iPhone, as long as they're on a computer, that you will have on your bar thing and you can give them mouse control. I know there is a Chrome extension for Google Meet. I've tried it. I It did not work. It was a little finicky. That's something I need to play around more with. But other than that, yes, you can give them mouse control and that's one way to do it. But guess what? I always just have my students tell me, where do I put this? You tell me. And no one's had a problem with that. Okay. So it's just thinking outside the box, like, okay, so they can't do it themselves, but it's still motivating. They're still like wanting to get a good score. They want to do things right. And then, you know, we can reward them with a game on toytheater.com afterwards. Okay. So I like Boom Learning because it's an easy way to bring the activities that we would have done like on the therapy table, some matching games, some interactive task card games, and make it virtual. But like I said, I've used this also in person in my therapy room as well. So it is possible. Students are still motivated by it. It's something different. I'm all about whether it's virtual, in person, what have you, keeping students on their toes. When they come in, they have no idea what you got up your sleeve, but they know it's going to be exciting and good. Okay, so when they walk in and my students, they always say, what are we doing today? And I'm like, you're not allowed to ask that. Are we going to play a game? You're not allowed to ask that. But they always are excited because it's not, we're always going to read a story on News, News ELA. It's not like we're always going to read a book. We're not always going to do a boom deck. It's something different each and every time so that they're eager to find out what's going to happen. But they always know I'm going to use something that is motivating to them and at their level where they can be successful. That's what it's all really about. Just to review the three sites I mentioned, toytheater.com, jeopardylabs.com, and Boom Learning. Those are my three sites that I'm all about using for distance learning, but it can also be used in person as well. And it just makes learning interactive, fun, and incorporates technology in a way that gets the job done, right? That's what it's all about, us getting the job done and us being a little bit flexible in how we administer our speech services to our students. Okay, so I'm going to end this episode with a joke like I always do. What animal cheats at exams? The cheetah. I hope you found this episode helpful and a little bit of inspiration that you needed to get through the day, the week, the month, the year. Guys, stay out of trouble. Are you looking for quick therapy ideas that will help your students and keep them motivated and engaged? Don't forget to check out my Teachers Pay Teacher store at shopspeechtimefun.com. I have everything you need for older speech students, mixed groups, and more. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at www.speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you are there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys. <laughs>